What's up? Hello. Can you hear me? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah. Cool. Cool. Guess who is the leading scorer for the Memphis Grizzlies ever? Mike Conley Jr.? Yeah. <laughs> kind of sad. Ja will break all those records. Oh, yeah, he will. Um, but I'll just ask because uh, Blake sent me this thing with, like, the leading scores for some of these franchises are, like, kind of wild when you think about it. Um, quiz, quiz, quiz me on some. Let me see my knowledge. Like, all right. Um, let's see. I mean, I, New Orleans Pelicans. Still has to be Chris Paul, right? No. No? Well, let me think. Who played Who played a lot? Is it Anthony Davis? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's kind of sad. Um, I mean, he had seven solid years. It's kind of crazy. Uh, all those other uh, Charlotte, you probably know Charlotte Hornets. It can't be Kimball Walker, right? It's Kimball Walker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. These uh, are sad. <laughs> you'll never. The Brooklyn Nets is probably the saddest, but they haven't been around long, so I give them a pass. Oh, and, Brooklyn. Yeah. Just like Brooklyn since okay, they moved. So, so, so not New Jersey. Jersey. So just when they moved strictly to Brooklyn. <laughs> All right. Somebody's been, it better not be Darren Williams. No. Okay. Uh, I mean, it's someone worse. Does the current does the player still currently play in the league? Not yes. with the team. But... Yes, he still plays. Somebody worse. Team. Give me Give me current team they're currently on. I think the Bucks. Is it Lopez? Uh, oh, uh, no. Sure. <laughs> no. No, Brooke Lopez. Brooke Lopez. Um, <laughs> and, well, this and this next season, um, well, it's very close to breaking the record, but um, so right now Orlando Magic, the leading scorer is Dwight Howard. But it's about to get broken by uh, who? You know, uh, yeah. Vucic or yeah. whatever. That's crazy to think that. I um, think he, I heard, I heard he's on the trading block. He might not be Orlando Magic much longer. Really? Well, he's like a – I think he would be a valuable asset for a championship contender. Yeah. For, oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, and these last two. These, these, la these next two are probably the craziest – like who people of uh, the Phoenix Suns? Um, all right, it's not Steve Nash. He wasn't the scorer. I don't think it's Amari Stoudemire. It's not. Is it Amari Stoudemire? No. It's. I right, give me one more guess. Wait, it's I not Grant. Never heard of this player before. You've never heard of this. I'm not. Um, yeah. Did he play while we were like born? No. Okay, who is this guy? I mean, I don't know. Old heads have talked about him. Walter Davis. Never heard of that. <laughs> <laughs> that, that guy doesn't exist. <laughs> and then, well, yeah. What era? What era did he play in? I think the seventies. I bet if you would go ask your dad, and he'd be like, "Yeah, Walter Davis." <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe, yeah. Honestly, <laughs> if, I, if, I, if I were to go downstairs and ask my dad. <laughs> 
Dad, you ever heard of an NBA player called Walter Davis? Uh, oh yeah, he was he was a bucket for the yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the bucket. Um, and then the Clippers. Never heard this guy. Any guesses? Clippers. I'm trying to think who who was popular on the Clippers before like this generation. Of yeah, <laughs> right. Who was popular uh, with him? Who was? I don't know. I legit don't know. Randy Smith. Who? <laughs> yeah, I know. Where did he Randy. play? <laughs> that's that's kind of sad. Like I would have thought at least somebody from the 2010s Clippers or the the 2000 Suns would broken like their records, but I guess with the 2000 Suns they were just so balanced. But even still, like Amari, at least, man, Devin Booker's gonna like blow through them. Th- yeah, but <laughs> yeah, thrash that record and. uh Clippers, I don't even know who would in the near future, depending on free agency and all that. But, yeah, whatever. Yes, yeah, so I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, let's see. It's a Tripod Podcast episode 89. Yes, it's 89. Um, all right, let's see. All right, brackets are out. Do you have any thoughts, first impressions, March Madness, surprises, takeaways? Uh, North Carolina is a number nine seed or eight seed, whatever. Yeah, I did see that. We played Wisconsin first round. I was sure Illinois is a number one seed, man. I have not heard about Illinois really all season long. Me neither. I, <laughs> I even like asked my dad this morning. I was like, "Do you know about of anything with Illinois?" Like, I've never considered them like top. Um, same thing with same thing with Alabama, number two. Like number being a number two seed, I wasn't like that aware all of that. All I know is they won the SEC championship. I didn't know yeah. that like you're the most for a two seed. Um, yeah, and uh, Houston is also a two seed. I expected that. Um, yeah, like, that, what one one side of the bracket's like weird, like. You have Gonzaga and Iowa as like your top two seeds. Like I never would thought like in a March Madness tournament I'd see Iowa and, and oh. Gonzaga be the top two teams and like their side of the bracket. I think I was the best two seed in the bracket in this because like I feel like I was been kind of up there consistently. Oh yeah, uh, and they're like they're number eight overall. Being with like Gonzaga on the same uh, section as Gonzaga, um, Grand Canyon made the tournament. I've always seen them in commercials. I don't even Man, know if that's actual. I, I, still, I, I, I still get flyers from them. Like, come get your master's degree from Grand yeah. Canyon University. I still I probably could pull up some emails right now. <laughs> I was really confused. Um, I don't know. I feel like my biggest takeaway was I feel like there's a big gap between the number one seeds. And the two and three seeds. But I don't know. I just think that. Um, let's see. Texas number three. I was a little surprised, honestly. When in the Big 12, when you're already a 12, like the number 12 team in the country, I feel like that would raise you at least in the top eight. Um, Did they win the tourney? Yeah. Oh, they'd be a global mistake. I didn't, I didn't realize that. Yeah, I was just kind of like, I feel like that would at least elevate us to number eight. Um, that was the first time Texas ever won the Big 12 tournament. I did not know that. 
That's crazy. That's, yeah. Um, you know, the ACC tournament is so interesting. There has not been a repeat winner in nearly 15 years in the ACC mm-hmm. tournament. With like how dominant Duke and Carolina are in that like conference, they have not won back-to-back chips. Dang, that is impressive. Um, but Duke and Kentucky not in it. Very surprising. I think I saw something. First time since first time since 1976, neither of them have made it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Texas so playing feel, Abilene Christian. Weird. What? I feel like you're. This year is going to be a year where you're one seed dominant. Yeah. I kind of think that, but I feel like I say that every year, but I think this year, like, there's no strong two seed, I feel like, but that's just me. Um, we say this every we say this every year, but I legit – Houston has a shot to – I mean, what was last year or the last time they had a tournament, not last year because they didn't have a tournament. Last time they were like what a possession or two away from beating Kentucky to go to the Elite Eight, Final yeah. Four, one of the two. Houston's had some good teams, like almost there. Like I don't think they've been to the Elite Eight. Yeah, I think it was Sweet Sixteen that got bounced. But I think what I think there was a game where they kind of choked in a Sweet Sixteen a couple years ago, three years ago maybe against Kentucky. Against Kentucky. Did they, like, lose on the last second or something? Okay, so, actually, I know exactly what I'm talking about. So, they lost. The last time they had an NCAA tournament, they lost to Kentucky on, like, a few bad possessions. They made a few errors. The year before that is that crazy shot that Jordan Poole made uh, to beat them when Michigan went to the title game and yeah. lost against Nova. It was that. Yeah, they had, like, some pretty bad turnovers, and then Jordan Poole hit, like, a three-fourth shot or, like, a deep three-pointer to send them to the next round and beat them at the buzzer. Hmm. Um, Jordan Poole. I haven't heard that name. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. Michigan. I saw something where Michigan is one of their crucial players is out. Livers. The point guard. The point guard. Yeah. Um. Right. That could be a key. Um. Let's see. Somebody or Michigan State apparently beat like so many good teams the last week. Did you kind of hear about that? Yeah. Uh, did they win? I think I Ohio guess. State. I think Ohio State won the Big Ten okay. tournament, right? Yeah. Yes. But somebody, what did Dick Vitale said something this morning that was very that kind of I don't know where he got this from i don't know i have to look at that up or something uh never mind uh so okay do you have any okay final four like do you have like a final four um rough draft no i haven't got to see like the whole bracket but honestly all right i'm gonna take gonzaga Kyle, if you're watching this, if Baylor does not make the Final Four this year and if they lose to Carolina in the second round, you will be getting blasted. I'm warning you right <laughs> now. Because right now, if Carolina wins the first game, they're going to get blasted by Baylor in the second round. But um, so if they don't win, if they don't make the Final Four, I, I don't want to hear from you. Yeah. 
I think that goes the same with Gonzaga. I feel like if Gonzaga and Baylor, they have to make the Final Four this they year have to get to. like any respect for the near short term, long term. They have to. We continue. Um, tell me who's in the bot. Okay, so in the brackets, I have Gonzaga and Baylor. Tell me who's in the other other half of the bracket. So I don't say like. Oh, uh, the top two seeds. Wait, on the other side of Gonzaga? Yeah, Gonzaga and Baylor. Yeah, who's on the other side? Um, wait, Gonzaga and Baylor are on opposite. Well, who are the other two? Oh, okay, seed? other two. Uh, yeah. the other two on Gonzaga's. The other section on Gonzaga's side is uh, Michigan, Alabama, and Texas. Michigan's the one seed. Nah, I ain't gonna make it. Hey, so Michigan, Alabama, and who? Texas. Man, that's an awesome <laughs> Go pick that one. <laughs> <laughs> Man, yeah, that's a tough. Seat? That's a tough section because all right, go ahead, I'll explain. But who's who's the four seed on that side? Uh, four seed, Florida State. Man, <laughs> that bracket. That's why the brackets. Oh my gosh. Um, you know what? Fine. Trilo, if Texas don't make the final four for this bracket, this side of the bracket <laughs> Michigan's point guard is hurt. I, who is good at Alabama? Who? What prospect? I don't. I don't, like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. All right, um, fine. I'll put I'll put Texas up there. Wow, I'm, coming okay. for, I'm coming for Shaka. If they don't make it, <laughs> I'm coming straight for Shaka. <laughs> oh, and then the others section and the Baylor side is uh, Illinois, Houston, and West Virginia, and Oklahoma State. You know what? Let's, let's throw back to 2005. Let's put Illinois up there. <laughs> Illinois. Um, so what? You have Gonzaga, Texas, Baylor, and Illinois? Yep. Um, that's literally what I have in my first impression right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> Because, like, I'm trying not to pick Texas, like, bias, biasly, but... They have no excuse to get through that bracket. I mean... I don't want to hear no Alabama. No. So, you can roast Texas if it's not a... If they lose by more than, like, six points in the Sweet 16, then that's, like... You can curse Texas however you want. I feel like that's like no, bare no, minimum. No. It has to be a competitive Sweet 16 game. It has Texas has to make the Elite Eight in order for me to not criticize them. Come on, I mean, Look, Bama's okay. number two for a reason. Like, I don't know. I'm not. Texas, I don't know. <laughs> if we let Avery Johnson, is Avery? Oh yeah, I think he is actually. We can't lose Avery. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and on Illinois, I was like, is Houston or West Virginia, are they going to make the Final Four? I don't, like, I'm always scared of Houston because I don't want to pick, like, a mid-major type of team. And West Virginia, I don't know. You never, I don't know. Remember- you remember West Virginia? They had those like teams that would make like a Sweet Sixteen, like the Elite Eight, like yeah. costumes. That that dude that had like no hair, last name Carter was the point guard, Javon Carter. Oh yeah, I remember that team. Um, I remember West Virginia had this dude in like 
in 2008-ish, this white dude named Joe Alexander. Do you remember that yes. name at all? Yes. I was, he was, like, kind of icy for his <laughs> – uh, and he was, like, an eighth pick in the draft, which was crazy. Like, he was hyped up. And I was never, like, on, like – I never thought he was going to be good, like, NBA. But, I don't know, they just have – that's some random players always in college basketball. That seemed to stick around forever. Um, but, yeah, then I have Gonzaga and Baylor and Gonzaga winning. That's just like a pre-rough draft. Um, no, it's time. I'm still, it's time de- for, I'm still debating. It's time for Mark Few to win one. This is this is the year where Mark is like, all right, we got to yeah. win this. This got to. Um, yeah, because I feel bad like for Gonzaga and Baylor from last year too. Mm-hmm. Like this could have been, been like a rematch, like a hyped up type of situation. Um, no, I, I got a bone to pick with you because you you left me. Not that you left my right. I don't care about that. There is no way you're going to sit here and try to tell me that Kentucky is a better all-time program than the University of North Carolina. I mean, they're very in the same ballpark. Okay, they might be catching up due to, like, what they've done since, like, They're not the catching up. They're there. They are not there. Yes, they are. <laughs> they are not there. Okay, so, like, what I when I say there, they're in the top five. I think the top five okay. is a very – Okay, fine. I will give you that. But you think like there's a gap like between Kentucky and North Carolina? Absolutely, uh, absolutely. Mm. The only team that's in the ballpark with Carolina are UCLA and Duke, and you will never change my mind about them. In the ballpark of North Carolina, correct? Is UCLA and Duke? Yes. Um, UCLA, Duke. I'm just um... okay. My top five programs of all time in no order: UNC, UCLA. Duke, Michigan State, and Kentucky. Okay, Michigan State. Interesting. Nah. I mean, I'd have Kansas over Michigan State. Oh, well, Kansas. I always, see, I forget about Kansas because, like, the only time we talk about Kansas is basketball. It's like, I forget about basketball. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm I'll looking – I'll substitute, I'll substitute Michigan State out, put Kansas in. Yeah, I mean, on this list, so on this list, number one is Kentucky, like CBS. Number one is Kentucky, two is North Carolina, three is Duke, four is UCLA, five is Kansas, six is Louisville, and then Indiana, UConn, Villanova, and Cincinnati. How many times, like, what is his name, Adolf Rupp, or whatever his name was. He might not be Adolf, but uh, Kentucky. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what his real name. <laughs> I think it was. No, I think I'm that, just I now think connecting it, the dots. That's funny. I think his real name was Adolf. Yeah, Rupp. that's a <laughs> unfortunate timing. Uh, okay, so it so Kentucky says here. Um, I mean, this list has them like blowing out North Carolina. Okay, Kentucky. Um, 17 final fours. They don't, why don't they list like top? Um, draft picks is a different story. Carolina doesn't have draft picks compared to like the Kentucky's. Like, obviously, the last like you can name John Wall, Demarcus Cousins, uh, Anthony Davis. You know, you can go on about that. Ray John Rondo, like, they we don't have that. We have like mediocre basketball players of this, like my generation, but like 
we blow them out the water. Michael Jordan, uh, James Worthy. Like, there's just I can name a top five of Carolina that would blow out any team. Blow out any team. Wait, say that again. I can name a, a starting five <laughs> of Carolina that would be talking really blow spicy. Out. <laughs> Kentucky blow, blow out any team. You're no, you're just hating on Kentucky. Oh, Kentucky. <laughs> um, it says here, so Kentucky has eight championships to North Carolina six. When was the last time besides 2012 they won a championship? Uh, well, let me look that up. Well, and then it says, wait, one second. Um, and then Kentucky has four runner-ups and North Carolina has five runner-ups. Um, I think, I mean, I know – with recency, of course, North Carolina is like the top program of yeah. the 20s. Yeah, I'm uh, talking about recency. recency. Recency, yes, of course. Like, um, let me see. I'm really curious about this Kentucky thing because, I mean, Kentucky's never been good uh, before John Calipari in our generation. Like, they were just kind of a average. I mean, we didn't hear about. Kentucky till John went there, like after the whole like Derrick Rose thing, he left Memphis, like and went to Kentucky. Yeah. Okay. So Kentucky championships, uh, 2012, and then 1998 and 1996. Yeah. Who's the coach? Um, and then 1978, 1958, 1951, 1949, 1948. Yeah, Adolf Rupp. Um, <laughs> Adolf Rupp. <laughs> <laughs> Not to be confused with Adolf Hitler, but um, – I mean, because, like, if you're going to put UCLA in your ballpark, you got to put Kentucky. Well, because, UCLA like, did. what? Didn't UCLA win more with, like, John Wooden? Yeah, well, UCLA has 11 championships. Yeah. So Kentucky's eight, and then North Carolina's six. Um, hmm. But, like, okay, my thing is, like, when we talk about like dominance, like the Spurs won what five in twenty years, so like they're pretty much in contention every single year for twenty years. We don't talk about that with, with the uh, UK University of Kentucky. We don't talk about that right now with UNC because the last two years have been abysmal for UNC. But besides that, UNC is always pretty much in the picture every year. Um. Okay. I mean, I was gonna say my. I mean, I. Put the top five, like, in no order, just – wait. Uh, not even a top five. I think it's just four, UCLA, Kentucky, North Carolina, Duke. That's um, – man, Kansas has six runner-ups. Yeah. Only won three times, but they're three and six. Because um, Bill Self has lost a couple title games, right? Yeah. I mean, low-key – I keep saying this, man. Bill Self saving grace is Mario Chalmers. <laughs> Literally. Because they should not have won that game, and Bill Self should not have a title. Yeah. I mean, you could kind of say, I feel like with your Kentucky thing, you could kind of say the same thing with Duke because they, before 2015, was it? Wait, have they won two this decade? They won in 2010. Remember the Gordon Hayward almost shot. Oh, okay. And then 2015, the Duke starting five. 
But then, like, before that, it was, like, the early 90s. With Christian no, Lehner and all that, right? They, they won two championships in the 2000s with Shane oh, Batty. Okay. Well, never mind. Never mind. I'm done. Um, hmm. Like, I think it was, like, 01, 03, or 01, 02, something like that. Because I know Shane Batty has two titles. Hmm. And then they won, what was it, twice in the 90s? Yeah. UCLA hasn't won since 95. Yeah, I mean, they're only up there. UCLA and UK are only up there because of historical facts. I'm thinking more like recency. But like draft picks, like when it comes to like top talent, I ain't going to sit here and say that UNC produces top talent. I ain't going to sit here and say that. You don't go to Carolina to go become NBA ready. That's my stance. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Um, besides, besides, Kobe White's gonna be a nice ball player. I will, I will give him credit for that. We all yeah. made fun of him in college. We were like Kobe, <laughs> but he's actually kind of nice. Dang, Kentucky, Kentucky got to be in there, man. You're hating. It's okay. I want you to, I want you to go look at a starting lineup of UNC all the time and tell me who's competing with that UNC starting five. But look up like top tier talent that come out of North Carolina. Well, I mean, you could say that with UCLA. Okay. I'm sure y'all could blow out all those people in the 40s and 50s. Yeah, but like UCLA, they had what? Bill Walton. Did Bill Walton go to UCLA? Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. so. Yeah. Uh, Kareem. Uh, that's all I know about these. Where did oh. I go? Hello? Technical difficulties. You like muted yourself. But hello, hello. Okay, I don't know what just happened. <laughs> you flew off. Um, but my FBI agent told me to stop talking. <laughs> I mean, okay. When I was so in my like group, I just include all the years, thirties, World War One, all that. <laughs> uh, you okay? Five and five in no order, UCLA, Kentucky, North Carolina, Duke, and Kansas. That's my five. And then after that, there's a gap. So you can have your gap before Kentucky, whatever. But, hmm, interesting. Um, it's kind of surprising seeing Indiana uh, up here. They've won five before 1987. Is that um, the last time they won is 87? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, they're tied with Duke with most championships. Um, I just saw they, I actually saw that they fired their coach, uh, today, Archie Miller. Oh, the guy that used to be with Arizona? No, no, that's Sean Miller. That's Sean Miller. I think it's, uh, Sean's uh, little brother or something. I don't even know oh. where he went first. Um, yeah, so, hmm. um, let's see, what else with college basketball? Um, as, what are your thoughts on uh, – you think Kate Cunningham's going to be the number one pick? Yeah, it's looking like it. I think everybody's just kind of like um, cumulative type of thing. I mean, I don't even know any other high-rising high other players. Is he, is he going to be a Houston Rocket? Uh, um, 
Probably. I mean, whoever wins that lottery. I mean, Houston is trash right now, but 16-game mm-hmm. losing streak? <laughs> that is – like, the thing about it, they're not even that bad. Like, right. roster-wise, like, golly. They got John they Wall. Like, poor John Wall. Like, he fell off. I think that they haven't won a game since Christian Woods has been injured, right? Yeah. Um. Yeah, that, that's kind of sad. I think because I think after the Harden trade, they won like two or three games in a row, and they were like, "Ah, we don't need Harden." Um, but yeah, Cade Cunningham. I mean, he's six seven. He gives me like a buff vibe. Do you get that from him? Buff, he looks buff. really buff. Yeah. For a point guard, like when you see him, like you think he's like a shooting guard or a small forward. I watched the second half of the Baylor Oklahoma State game. Yeah, that was a semifinal game, and like yeah. his his ability to just take over and like he was just stronger than everybody. I was like, golly. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. If he's the first pick, he'll be the first. <laughs> he'll be the second, I think, Dallas guy to be picked overall, first overall. Who's um, the first? Nineteen ninety. You know. It's not obvious. I don't even know. My dad did. Uh, Larry Johnson. I don't even know. <laughs> I don't know who that is. Why do I know who that is? I mean, I know because Dallas. Uh, was he big in college? Uh, uh, Larry Johnson, 1990. Um, Katie Cunningham. Yeah, so, because, like, you know, a lot of tall point guards are not buff, of course. So like they're, so yeah, it would be kind of interesting to see a a buff point guard like this. Um, he can shoot, right? Yeah. Getting a little bit. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I like it. I just don't know how Oklahoma State got him, honestly. Yeah. Oh well, no. He he told us he said that the coach Oklahoma State was the only coach to come watch his high school games. Oh, that's cute. He's the only that person like recruited him. Oh, I think I heard something where like they were trying. How was it when he was a freshman at Arlington Bowie? That remember that Kyler Edwards from Texas Tech? <laughs> he was also at Arlington Bowie, and I think the Oklahoma State coach was trying to recruit. Kyler and then saw Cade and was like, oh, he's a freshman and like gave him a scholarship, something like that. Hmm. I think that's kind of, that's kind of a cool story. Um, uh, what else college basketball? Um, it's, it's weird because the schedule is really weird this year. Have you like kind of seen it? It's going to be all in one site, right? All in Indianapolis, if I remember right. Yeah, all in Indianapolis. And the first round is going to be, first and second round is going to be Friday through Monday. And then second round or uh, second weekend is going to be Saturday through Tuesday. And then final four is going to be the same old Saturday, Monday thing. But it was, it's going to be odd seeing like watching elite eight games on a Monday or Tuesday type right. of thing. Um, but um, it was kind of weird seeing like COVID actually ruin some of the uh, teams in this tournament. With Virginia yeah. and Duke, 
kind of sucks for Duke because, like, I mean, I think if Duke had beaten, like, Florida State, that would have been a big maybe get in the tournament type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, all of that goes smooth in that little bubble. And then Indianapolis, um, I mean, I'm, I assume it's going to be like the NBA bubble type of thing. It has to be. Well, I'm, no, I'm curious, like, are they letting fans and what percentage of fans are they letting in? I think it's going to be very little. I'm just kind of like, I feel like it doesn't seem like it's super strict. Right. Have you been to a restaurant since, like, 100% capacity? Um, been with? No. Wait. Oh, I did. Wait, I did not realize it was 100%. Um, it was at <laughs> Chewy's. I was wondering why somebody was sitting behind me. Yeah, okay, wow. Okay, yeah, it was at Chewy's. Um, yeah. I didn't even notice, honestly. Um, it, like, it really, like, because I, I did it too, like, I was sitting there, like, for a second, I was like, oh, man, like, this, this is lit. Okay, it's kind of popping. And I was like, wait a minute. I ain't, I ain't even used to this in about a year. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, and be for uh, um, but yeah, hundred percent. I guess it's. I mean, all low key. I feel like Texas restaurants have been kind of um already uh, at hundred percent. Because like, <laughs> how do you even? What do you call it? Like, it's hard to make that a rule where like, what you just have a person in there. It's like this is fifty percent. Or wait, this doesn't look like 75%. You know what I mean? Like type of thing. Yeah. So like, I get it. Like uh, for a couple of examples, like when the pandemic first started and I think it was the TJ Maxx out here, there was somebody that was like clipboard and they were physically like counting how many people in the store. It's like when somebody that I saw, like, cause I was being nosy. So mm-hmm. I have like 73 and two people walk out and there'll be like 71 and they let four people in and be back up at 75. So, but you also have the access like at a restaurant down how many people are currently in there. Cause you'd be like, oh, table four this table of two, like, you have that access. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, but, like, also at the same time, to your point, it's like, all right, this family of eight wants to sit here and eat. Well, do we only sit five of them and wait for three other people to leave and the other party of three can eat? Like, you know, like, it's a slippery slope. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> um, let's see. What was I going to say? Oh, I was, since, like, it's the one-year anniversary of, like, COVID, where are you? When, like, that one night where, like, the NBA got shut down and um, – I was at the bar. Gobert, you were? <laughs> <laughs> you were in a public place? <laughs> yeah, the day that that happened. Dang. It was the last day. They were like, tomorrow the bars are going to close and everything. I was, I was out. I was going bar hopping. Dang. And then, like, I got that news and I said, mm, I'll order one more. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Wait, you were bar hopping that night? Yes. Was that Wednesday night? No, it was like a weekend. No, it was Wednesday. Was it? Yeah. Oh, okay. The weekend, like, that they were saying stuff was going to close and I was at a bar. Last Wednesday, last year, last last year, where was I? I mean, I might have been bar hopping because I still didn't have a job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, but... I'm going to say there was a possibility. <laughs> Gotcha. Um, hmm. Yeah, I was 
I mean, that was like actually my last couple of days of my internship type of thing. Um, Cause I remember coming home and then like, I remember the whole Rudy Gobert thing. Cause like, I remember, cause don't you remember like it was coronavirus cause it was kind of in the air. Like uh, you talk, you heard talks about it like in February. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? Um, mm-hmm. So I was like, ah, that's, that's going to be nothing. It's going to be Ebola. Like, um, but I remember that got shut down. And I think, yeah, when the NBA shut down, I think that just, I think that freaked out everybody. I think that's like, was like, wow, that's kind of, that's never happened before. Um, and then that next morning, you know, that Thursday and Friday, most people have their high school and then like work. And then it was like spring break time. So it was kind of interesting how like those two days was kind of like, oh, who knows the world might blow up. Like you just, that was kind of, kind of an interesting two or three days there. Um, I don't know, just kind of, I don't know. The adrenaline was definitely up in the air, I feel like. Um, But that was kind of, yeah, it's just kind of weird seeing like one year now, just kind of reliving what happened last year. Um, Let's see. You got any other big topics you want to get off your chest? Uh, yeah, we'll get to Dak in a minute. Uh, let's see. I, I had two two NBA questions up here. They'll come back. Okay, the first one is I'm trying to decide of the recent years, like since we've been born, we've been able to follow the NBA. What's the worst draft class? The 2013 draft class or the Kwame Brown draft class? <laughs> I think definitely 2013. Was Is that the uh, Anthony Bennett? There's Victor Owen Depot. There's there's so many bad ones up there. Not that Victor Owen Depot is bad. I just remember that. Uh, CJ McCollum was in that draft, I'm pretty sure. Um, who was number one pick? Was oh, that well. Anthony? Yeah, Anthony Bennett. Um, but, I mean, Giannis was in that pick, in that draft. Okay. And, that kind of offsets. But keep going. It does. Read, read the whole first round and tell me, like, who? Well, um. Uh, for, I mean, top 10, uh, Anthony Bennett, uh, Victor Aladipo, Otto yeah. Porter, yeah. uh, Cody Zeller, yeah. Alex, Alex Lynn, yeah. Romans Noel, uh, Ben Ooh. McLemore. I remember I was – I like Ben McLemore. Everybody liked you, him. You would be hype over Ben uh, McLemore. <laughs> KCP, uh, Trey Burr. Stop, stop right there. <laughs> no, <sir. laughs> um, Yeah. Let's see. I'm trying to find. I mean, Victor Oladipo is decent. Like, stop. Okay, so there's like this thing. Okay, so only one, two, three. Um, is that three? Yeah, only three players from the 2013 draft. Um. At least made one All Star game or an All NBA team. So what? Giannis, CJ McCollum. No, oh, it doesn't even count, CJ. Oh, so trash, low key. He's trash. <laughs> I was supposed to say it. He's never been on an All NBA team or All Star. Yeah, he garbo. And he can, I guess, he can throw him in there for. Um, but technically, only three. Um, Let's see. Let's go 
Was that 2001 NBA draft with Kwame? Yeah. Um, 2001. I mean, you got Tyson Chandler, Pau Gasol. Stop. Stop. <laughs> the way you said Tyson Chandler was so disrespectful. I mean, you got Tyson, Ch- Tyson Chandler. I, I mean, he's an all-star. Stop. What? He's good. Stop. Tyson Chandler? He's an all star. I mean, how many times I, he make all star team? As a number two pick, I guess. How many how many times he make the all star team? Uh, one. <laughs> one time. Stop. Stop. <laughs> Weird. I guess that was when he went went to the Knicks after the Mavs. Um. <laughs> okay. Uh, Joe Johnson. Uh, Zach okay. Randolph. Stop. Um, Gerald Wallace. Stop. <laughs> Tony Parker. Tony Parker. Um, I mean. We, we're relying on Joe Johnson and Zach Randolph to carry to, to carry the draft. <laughs> Stop. Um, let's see. I mean. Drafts low key, like when you look back at them, like they're not all impressive. Um, that, well, like that's gonna lead to like my next point. Like the top three picks of the past draft, I'm like, man, these teams really hit a home run with this team, uh, or really hit a home run with this pick. Yeah, I yeah, I've heard great things about every single. Are you, uh, Edwards, Wiseman, Edwards. And, uh, Wiseman, because um, um, I mean, even in two thousand two, like Yao Ming, Amari Stoudemire, Karan Butler, and that's and Carlos Boozer. Those are the only all stars. That's better than the O the O three draft. O two one O one season. I was not about to disrespect O three. Let's see. Oh, one. I think oh, one would have to be worse than 13 just because, like, just we're seeing just with Giannis alone, honestly. Um, but let's see. Do you think that? Yeah, I would say so just because not only like Giannis, like, those first about five out of six names that you named, I said, come on, man. <laughs> um, Those aren't – I mean, like, I i don't believe Joe Johnson, Zach Randolph, or Andre Iguodala should be in the Hall of Fame, but that's just my personal opinion. Um, Andre Iguodala. Um, Andre Iguodala, well, he's not a Hall of Fame basketball player. Hmm. Um. I mean, well, so I'm looking at this article, and let's see. It says the worst draft class was 2000. I looked at two articles, and they both say 2000. So let's see. 2000 was – I think that was Kenyon Martin. Yeah. Kenyon Martin, uh, Straw Miles Swift, Darius Miles, Marcus Pfizer, Mike oh, Miller. Um, 
This might actually be worse. Mm-hmm. There's Come on, who was that second name? You see, you say Master Swift. Uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> Master Swift, Straw <laughs> Swift. I remember him from the Grizzlies. He was decent, but he never was an All Star. So there's one, two, three All Stars from this whole draft in 2000. Um, and 2001, there was one. Wait, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Hmm. I can see 2000, I guess. And then it has 2013 as the second worst. Uh, 2010 as the third worst. Was 2010 the Kyrie? No, it was the Kyrie draft, was it? That was no, it was John, John Wall. Oh, okay. John Wall, Evan Turner, Derek Favors, Wesley Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> and then they have... The 06 draft class with Bonyani, Aldridge, Adam Morrison, Tyrus. Adam Tyrus, Morrison. Sheldon. That was the year where, like, I think everybody was like, pick the college basketball stars. Tyrus Thomas. I loved Tyrus Thomas at LSU. Why? That team wasn't so fun to watch. That was Tyrus Thomas and Big Baby Davis. Like, that was a fun team. Um, and then it has 2002. Um, hmm. I don't know, but hmm. I mean, I remember I was all about the I think the 2015 draft class. I was like, oh, it's gonna be the best one ever. This is gonna be 03 all again. Tell me uh, the Duke Garden Five class. Wait, not 2015. Uh, 24, 2014. I thought it was gonna be. I thought, no, I, I remember saying 2014 and 2015 draft classes were going to be the future of the NBA because 2014 was Andrew Wiggins, Jabari Parker, uh, Embiid, Aaron Gordon, Dante Exum, hmm, uh, Julius Randle, Zach Levine. I mean, low-key, kind of Jokic kind of worked out. Um, and then 2015 was uh, – uh, cats, cat, Daniel Russell, Porzingis, Devin Booker. Yeah, you should play with cat. You should play with cat one time on two K and known that was not going to be the answer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did I play with them on two K? I think I do remember. You used to play with the T Wolves. Dang, I did. <laughs> cat kind of good. Cat, cat was good. Yeah, Wiggins want to do anything. <laughs> Wiggins want to do a, a thing. He, he still ain't doing that. Um, I have this. I wrote it down on this topic. I see this debate every year, and it's like Dallas personal. The K, the Kevin Garnett versus Dirk debate. Why is this a debate? Have Have you seen that? Yeah, I saw that. I saw. Jason Lippert, like, we did something about it. Yeah, there was something recent about that. And I was like, do people think Kevin Garnett's better than Dirk? Is that normal? Like, <laughs> I don't think he's better than him. I mean, they both won one title. I think Dirk ran a franchise. I don't think Kevin Garnett could run a franchise. Like, he didn't consistently stay with the T-Wolves long enough where I could, like, say that. Yeah. But at the same time, 
there's so much more to Dirk's game, and he's so much more versatile than KG ever was. Yeah. Because, like, I think the most underrated part about Dirk's game is, like, KG needed somebody to feed Dirk the ball. Dirk kind of started the whole, you know, the center can run from the top of the key and then drive to the basket, shoot the three ball, the fadeaway. Like, he he kind of created all that. I got to give him credit for that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think – I mean, they're in, like – they're both, like, top six-ish power forwards in the game. Like, I get what they're coming from, but, like, actually thinking KG is better than Dirk – it's just, just can't, just can't see it. Just can't. Um, I mean, Kevin Garnett wasn't even the Finals MVP in his championship. Okay. I am a, I'm a firm <laughs> believer that Paul Pierce did not deserve that. Finals. Are you serious? Yes, I just like the MVP. What uh, what year was it? KG got snubbed one year out of MVP. Uh, it'll come back. Oh, no, no, no. It's the 08 season where people try to tell me that Paul Pierce was the better player that whole season. He's the best player in the Celtics that whole season. Mm-hmm. Nah, you were not winning that title without KG. KG was dominant in 08. Okay, the final stats, 08. But, I mean, Paul Pierce averaged 22 points, five rebounds, six assists. I can see where you're coming from with Kevin Garnett with 18 points and 13 rebounds and three assists. Um, I mean, I think just mainly just because it was Paul Pierce's team, like it was Paul Pierce, Pierce's original franchise, you know? But like at the same time, KG had the responsibility of holding Powell, which Powell was one of the most dominant people in the game at that time. Yeah. Like, Kobe, I mean, uh, Paul Pierce wasn't guarding Kobe. They had Ray do that. Oh, yeah. Didn't they have Tony Allen, too? And Tony Allen. They had the shooting guard. No, he was. Oh, he was on this team. Yeah, he was. Oh, he didn't play much, though. I guess that was later. Um, But. hmm. Oh, wait. I mean, it's not, like, obvious or anything. But. Let's see. Um, how, how do you how do you feel about the the Dak Prescott contract? Got, um, I mean that's a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> he definitely won. Um, but that was inevitable. Like the later we we're gonna pay him, the more he was gonna make. Wow. Um, so. I wasn't super surprised. Um, You know, the thing about those contracts, like, you can't – what am I trying to say? It's hard to pay quarterbacks that much money and win a a lot or, like, Super Bowls or, like, success. Yeah, because I I agree with you on that, and I'm a firm believer in that because, like, I read the stats – of the last 11 Super Bowl winners, the quarterback salary percentage has only been around 11 to 12% of the team's total salary. Mm-hmm. And I think we saw the first phase of that impact with Patrick Mahomes' contract um, this offseason because I saw a bunch of offensive linemen leave, right? 
You mm-hmm. kind of see that, and it's just kind of like, okay, they're they're having to make cuts. Um, or like even after like Dak signed, you see we had to make seventeen million dollars in cap space by rearranging all of our linemen's contract. Yeah, there was a lot of rearranging this past couple of weeks. I've never seen that much headlines of like the con. This contract was rearranged, or they like put their salary bonus as their franchise bonus, like a bunch of just terms. I was like, I think, but then we all come back to this whole thing of Tom Brady. He, why, why is the Super Bowl MVP? Why is the greatest player of all time rearranging his contract? There's, there's a reason for all that, you know? So, yeah. I mean, same thing with, like, you know, one of the receivers, Chris Godwin. Like, most people have, like, a negative connotation about being franchise tag. He's like, hey, I'll be franchise tag as long as I can stay here and compete for Super Bowls. Yeah. I was yeah. honestly surprised they didn't franchise tag franchise tag Dak again. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Just, like, postpone it one more year. Because um... yeah. at this point, I was like, you guys were holding out for two years. What's another year, What's another, what's another year going to do for them? <laughs> Just keep franchising He would have made uh, – I want to say it would cost a 50 mil if he would have been franchise tag this season. Gosh. Um, hmm. But did you, did you see the Tom Brady stuff where, like, he's taking, like, a lot less? Yeah, and he extended his contract to, I think, what, 20, 20-something? 20 yeah, 20, 23. Yeah. And then people were just kind of like, that's his secret, you know? It's not that hard. Like, um, I don't know. It's very. Um, do you want that extra twenty million, or do you want to like be very competitive? I don't know. That's who even knows. But because, like, you know, the Chiefs still won or like went to the Super Bowl this past year. So in ways, it was worth it to have that huge contract. Um, but like, just imagine if Patrick Mahomes signed. Did, did he do like a five hundred million? That was a thing. It was like some ridiculous, yeah. Let's say it was like four hundred million, and then like his offensive lineman. I don't know. I just kind of. I'm just I like me watching the NFL and me being like the personnel person that I am. Like, I truly believe like you invest in your line. So, like, because the first person a quarterback thinks when they win the Heisman or some war, they, they think they're lying. Yeah. Those are the guys that, like, go to war for them, like, battle for them. And, like, I do think they're underappreciated just because, like, they're not physically, like, going out there and catching the ball or making, like, moves. But, like, they're, they're easily the most important position in football. All of them. Yeah. D-line and O-line. Um, like, you see, Brady didn't get touched really in the Super Bowl at all. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I think I've kind of seen that as a trend in the drafts. Like, offensive linemen are, like, number one picks, you know? Like, I don't – I think that's, like – I think that's a recent trend. Um, but – Like, the dude from Texas, he went to Atascacita High School. Like, they're talking about he's going to be a top ten pick. Cosi or Cosme. Oh, uh, like this upcoming year? Yes. Okay. Wow. Like, I mean, he ran a – so, like, he said, like, it's not his goal, but, like, for a lineman, he ran a 4-8 in the 40. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. We'll see. Um, and then he benched 225, 35 times in a row. Like, he's free. Wow. 
That's that's heavy. Um, <laughs> can you do that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, what do you think of the contract? Like, just kind of, it is what it is. So, like, I was torn in two ways. It's like I I respect Dak's mentality. Like, I love him. Like, I think he represents like you know qualities you'd want in every single quarterback. Part of me was like, ooh take this two or three year window and trade for Russell Wilson where you don't have to pay him for a signing bonus. And, you know, he's only going to take up 11 to 12% of your, uh, your contract or your salary cap. And you're so your fan base is starving for a championship and you've under underwhelmed people every single year for the last quarter century. Like, let's see what we can do in two to three years. If we invest in the line, get Russell Wilson, see where the ball goes. I'll take the two years of the championship window. And then I saw they did that, and I was like, well, I mean, obviously we're not getting Russell anymore, but, like, who are we going to be able to go pick up? <laughs> right. I remember I remember seeing those Russell Wilson trade rumors, and I was like, I mean, I'm not against it. Like, I don't know. Right. I was just kind of like, it's not terrible. Um, I think it's just we just um, – it was more like, who else would we get? Like, besides Russell Wilson, it's like, all right, if we don't get Dak, if we don't get Russell, it's like, then what? We're going to draft another player? It's going to be the whole cycle again? You know? I've read, like, things where people are like, well, why didn't the Cowboys just try to, like, move up in the draft and either get Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields? What? I was like, what are them guys going to do for us? But then it's just going to be – that's going to restart the cycle, you know? It's going to be like, all right, well yeah. – Trevor's going to get paid yeah. in three years. So it's just, it's just a cycle when it comes to that. And so, I mean. Well, like, I'm looking around. I'm like, okay, if we can get, like, an O-line or two if we would have traded for Wilson our, with our receiving core and we would have had hopefully Zeke would have stopped being fat and he would condition. <laughs> and, yeah. And, and we'd have, like, Tony Pollard. I'm like, then we just need the defensive side of the ball to do something, just a little bit. Um, yeah, like, can you imagine Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson throwing balls to Amari Cooper, CD Lamb, and Gallup? Yeah, that'd have been it'd been nice. It would have been real nice. I don't I don't think that was talked about enough, like the whole Russell Wilson to Dallas, because it was like kind of sounds kind of cool, but but Dak, man, if I'm Dak, I'm getting paid big time and on the America's team. Like I'm He's an icon. Chill. Like, like, you're – he's a world icon now. Well, he's – like, he is and he's going to be. Um, yeah, that's kind of – like, if I'm in his shoes, I'm down for that. I think he's going to get paid 75, 75 million his first year. He <laughs> just gives a what? Just <laughs> – I'd be like, all right, I want 75 million every year now. Um Gosh, that is crazy. Um, yeah, who who would have thought? Um, let's see, anything else in the NFL? Um, I did. I saw this one topic talked about this past week with um, our. I mean, I think this is talked about every year. Our three pointers ruining the game, like the style of play. Uh, are you talking about the freaking? Um... What's his name? The former GM of the Rockets, Daryl Morey, that 
that whole like no i think someone wrote an article i think they talked about it on oh it wasn't there more it was wasn't there more the former rockets gm where he made like that like weird like comment of like three pointers uh well was that a while ago i don't even know um let's see um where i saw this Okay, SB Nation. Sean, uh, when, are when are we going to Salt Bay? Salt Bay? <laughs> when are we talking about it? Yeah, when are we going? When are we uh, oh, the restaurant. Um, I mean, not anytime soon for me, but <laughs> um, Being on Twitter is funny because it's another example of like everyone has the most polarizing views of that whole thing, the whole Salt Bay video situation. Dallas steak meat to another guy or a girl. Because, uh, like, oh, did you, the times I was on Twitter, I saw the random views of like oh i hate straight men or like oh i would break up with my man if i like because in the whole amari cooper situation yeah that's an um because he refused to do it um but then i saw people quote tweeting like oh i hate straight men they're insecure and then i saw like oh i he's smart for doing that and um saw some things where like someone was Someone screenshot like both those tweets, and someone was like, "Men, men can never win." <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I don't. Would you? Would you let Salt Bay put? No, I would your... not. I would not because <laughs> I don't feel comfortable. I don't feel comfortable with doing that. Like, it's just I'm not gonna open my mouth up and <laughs> take some food from a. Well, it could have been from a girl. It could have been salt girl. It could have been like anyone. I'm just not gonna just put it on my plate. It's not that big of a deal. Right. Uh, I'll cut it. I'll cut it. And eat it myself. I got hands. Yeah, like <laughs> I can do it. Um, I just like how that's like a kind of a meme now because I've seen so many videos of him uh, doing that to people. Um, and you agree, you would feel some type of way if, like, he didn't say, like, you're significant other. Like, yeah, it's, it's just like, I would be like, because, like, he bypassed the dude and then went straight. I'd be like, hold on, wait a minute. It's just, it's just odd. I mean, it's, it's not even like, it's not like the, I don't know. It's a mix of a lot of things, you know, like just life in general. It's just weird. It's just odd. And it's, yeah, it's just odd. I don't know. But yeah, I, I feel, I feel a way. I'd be like, oh, okay. I see, I see how it is. But I don't know. Um, hmm. But whatever. Um, did you have any thoughts about that Salt Bay thing? I have a problem with like so I'm a firm believer this is my personal opinion I don't have to agree with your lifestyle to get along with you 
or like you. Like, I don't have to agree with your lifestyle in order for me to like want to like, you know, inter intermingle, interact with you. Cause like we all come from different backgrounds, different experiences. Like it's just a part of life. Um, but like at the same time, like I'm all for whatever makes somebody comfortable, like let them do like, you know, like the whole, like same thing, like peer pressure. Like if somebody doesn't, if we're all like sitting around, I don't know, like we're drinking like glass of wine, but somebody doesn't want to drink. I'm not gonna be like, Hey bro, pour up. Like, you know, like yeah. it doesn't make somebody like comfortable. So like I'm all for whatever makes somebody comfortable, whatever's going to have somebody a good time. Yeah. Then I'm for it. Now, if you're being like demeaning and you're like calling me the N-word because that makes you comfortable, then like there's <laughs> yeah. something that needs to be there's something that needs to be addressed. But like I don't feel comfortable like we're having somebody put something in my mouth, but like I ain't like rocking with like I'm not like down for that. Like so yeah. a stranger, a waiter at a restaurant, like no. Yeah. Yeah, I just never Yeah, it's not you can't no, define you know, like, someone else's comfortableness. Right. Like, it's different because, like, you know, somebody, like, brought up the point where, like, well, when you go to, like, the bar or, like, a club and you order bottle service and, like, the the bottle lady, like, pours it, like, in your mouth and, like, all that stuff. And I was just like, I still wouldn't do that. Yeah, I've never done that. I've never thought of it that, too. Uh, I, still, I, would, I still would not do that. I'd be like, all right, let me grab the bottle, you know? like. <laughs> Are you talking about, like, when, like, the waitresses, like, pour? So, like, you know, like, when you go to, like, a club, sometimes, like, you see, like, the girls over there, like, with, like, their bottle service and, like, yeah. they come with sparklers. Sometimes, like, yeah, they, like, pour it in, in your mouth, like, the, the alcohol. Yeah, and you – and that's – I mean, from what I've seen, it's more of, like, a girl thing. Mm-hmm. Like, pouring liquor in your – yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. You never see just, like, a normal dude – like yeah, yeah, yeah. like, hey, hey, like <laughs> you just don't see it it's just a trait of straight normal men <laughs> um just how it is it's just like, how it is like it's different like you know like we're like trying drinks but like, hey bro can i try your drink see if i like it say i'm gonna get it you know like that's different but ain't no like open up my pour it up in there like you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> um interesting um wait this reminds me of a topic i just want to talk let me see it's kind of a hooliganish thing we'll see yeah. um so like there was like a weird the same thing that happens on twitter it actually happens on tiktok too so, like, there was, like, a debate on, like, transphobia. <laughs> so, in the community, there was, like, the situation of some pe- some people in trans culture was calling straight men transphobic because they wouldn't date. Okay, I don't Okay, they call you transphobic because you would not date somebody who was a woman and transformed into a man. Yeah. Correct. And I knew this would happen. I knew something like this would happen because... The world we live in. I see it. Like, I get where they're trying to come from. Like, I know they're trying to shoot their shot. Like, 
but it's just not going to go like it's just not going to happen. And so the straight community came up with this term called super straight. Have you seen anything about this? <laughs> it's called super straight. What? And the colors are orange and black. <laughs> this, this, is actually, is, like, this is not a real thing. No, it's a real thing. There's no such, I have I go on Twitter right now and type in hashtag super straight. I better not see nothing about that. You will let me let me see. All right, super straight. Uh, Twitter. Yeah. This kind of Man, send that send that to my my direct message. Let me see this. Let me peep this. <laughs> um, <laughs> let me see what they talk about, man. But it's just confusing. I I gotta find a better stuff. But um, yeah, I don't. It's an actual conversation. It's like kind of interesting. So like it's super straight, like you wouldn't like experiment at all. Like what 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 is super straight? Super straight means like you're not dating trans at all. You're just dating a biological woman. Like as so, isn't a, that, so isn't that just straight? No. Well, okay. There's <laughs> <laughs> so straight. Straight is just like extremely straight. Like I'm super straight from their terms. Um, from their terms, <laughs> I, need, I, need, I need you to get a, a, a board. Chalkboard. I need, I need a, a Prezi, a PowerPoint. Uh, this is, it's, it's just a miscommunication type of thing. Cause the, just a little, I'm not saying all percentages of these communities, but there's a percentage of the trans community that thinks it's transphobic of the straight community to like not gives a trans woman or whatever it is a chance. Like, I think that's the thing. Like, oh, you're not going to give her a chance. I'm just like, I don't even want to mess with it. And, and then you know, that could be discrimination. It's just a lot of things. It's a can of worms. It's it, so many things could be happening, but Hey, it's just how it is, you know? Um, but yeah, it's just, I got some research to do. <laughs> <laughs> Super straight is like just straight up. You just don't mess with the trans world, like dating wise, of course. But like, you know, I'm just gonna stop trying to figure this out. But, okay. oh, like, there's like, like super straight means you're dating a biological woman, and that's that. Like biological woman that acts like a woman is just a woman woman. You know, huh. so that is super straight. That's just hella straight. No nah, man, <laughs> you, you keep throwing the word straight around. <laughs> we all love the so okay, I okay. Let's see. Okay. Let's try to make a conversation. So if there is no term, I'm just, I'm not, I'm not trying to defend them. I'm just being funny. I'm, but it's not, even, it's not even about defending. I'm just trying to comprehend, <laughs> not defend, not argue, not debate, just straight comprehend. Yeah. But okay. I, there's no term for, well, maybe there. 
But yeah, I just I thought straight was just um this normal um dating. But like isn't couldn't it be like classified as like experimentation or like curious or like bisexual? Can you can you put that in the bisexual category? Yeah. Because bisexual, I think, is a very wide world. Yeah, so 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 therefore I feel like there's no like general definition of vibe besides like you go both ways like you could like you know date a man or date like a woman but like you could intermingle that into bisexual right right yeah yeah because like if you're a man and you're dating somebody that was a woman but is now a man like couldn't you say you're bisexual yeah right or is that like too like far of thinking? Or would you just say that you're you're gay because they're now a man? Yeah, even though they I was were thinking that too. It's just you're gay. Like, oh. you're <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm like um yeah, I don't know. Um so anybody listen to this, I'm extremely ignorant in this topic, so whatever. Um saying I do not un- I I don't, say, I don't want to say I don't understand, but I still. Struggle. I know my role. I, I stay my lane. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I, I, I struggle to understand the terms, so I just choose to be respectful of the way somebody wants to live because I am unaware. I think that's the pr- proper term yes. to say. I am unaware of what goes on in that community, so I am un un uneducated in that aspect to speak knowledge and facts on yeah. that. Oh, yeah. And, and I'm perfectly fine in 2021 admitting that. Oh, yeah, for sure. I don't want somebody to get their feelings hurt or think, you know, I rock a certain way or, like, come at my Twitter DM, the handles. Like, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Not- if you want to have, have an open conversation, I'm more than welcome to. But right now, I truly just don't understand all the lingo. Yeah, ditto. I mean, it's almost there's so much lingo that it's kind of it's a little humorous, and I feel like everybody would agree with that. Um, like even even within like my company, like I don't even understand like their lingo. Like every time like you want to be an ARM or ARM and like all this stuff, like what does this mean? Yeah, and you feel like what? Oh, you just don't see it as much. I don't see much, like, uh, what am I trying to say? I, I, I get what you mean, because, like, it's not as open and, like, prevalent. I do think it's all about your geograph. Like, so, prime example, like, if we were in Los Angeles, California, San Francisco, we should probably be a little bit more educated, because, like, it's probably much more upfront than what we're accustomed to. But, like, here in Texas, a lot of people in that aspect don't feel comfortable coming out of the closet using that term but like because it's not as welcomed and like we're very old school and traditional here just as a state that a lot of people like hide their true identity which is sad and i think is an yeah, issue yeah. people feel like they can't be themselves but like i try not to be too hard on myself about this topic because where i was raised and where i live we just did not see that yeah oh yeah for sure yeah i've out with anybody um like uh, if you if you want to go out for drinks and talk about it, hit up my DM. Yeah, 
Yeah. <laughs> you want to go out to dinner and talk about it? Hit on my DM. I'm willing to sit down and have a conversation and be respectful and genuine about it. But all of this, I we laugh about this just because like that's just who we are. It's just like, you know, like we can't take things seriously sometimes. Like I, I, I don't understand the lingo. No, the term super straight is a hilarious. Like, I mean, everybody laughs about it on TikTok. It's not like crucial, crucial. Um, but yeah. It's a little confusing. I think a lot of people will ignorantly admit, admit that. But, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of interesting. Um, I did not watch the game. I did not watch oh. the game. So do not ask me a single thing. Man. All I know is Meg won an award, and that's it. That's all the thing I know. Um, I mean, it's same old, same old. Just kind of just – they just go for whoever's trendy. Um. I think the most absurd one was a uh, record of the year. Um, it was the Billie Eilish song called "Therefore I Am." Mm-hmm. It wasn't even the um, the one song that I just just can never get the lyric or the title. It's like, what the hell are you talking about? That's that song. You know mm-hmm. what I'm talking about. I don't. It wasn't mm-hmm. even that song. So. Well, I mean, I won it over like Rockstar, Say So, Savage. Um, yeah, so, and Billy Eilish won like 10 Grammys last year. So it's like, y'all were given, this is like a throwaway song for Billy. Um, Taylor Swift won another album of the year, whoop de doo. Um, can't name one song out of that album. I didn't realize she dropped an album until you just told me. Really? Jeez. Dead serious. Um, I gave up on T-Swift a long time ago. Yeah, I think it's her third album of the year. She's entering, like, GOAT conversations. Um, hmm. um, best rap album, I mean, it was a, a 40-year-old made that list, honestly. Uh, Nas finally won a Grammy. Uh, his first one, 20 years later. But um, it's called... Um, performances were actually kind of cool i, I like them um but yeah i don't know just it was kind of bleh again um let's see i was gonna talk about this i know this is like big news last week uh let's see you know the whole covid vaccine situation with lebron Stephen a you got any topics or uh thoughts about that like, I saw Stephen A get the, the first round, I think, right? Yeah. I, I don't know about Vaughn. No, because, well, you don't know what? I don't know about Vaughn. Like, I don't know. The- well, he, he was saying, like, he's keeping that conversation private with his family and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just know, like, that's always, like, a sensitive topic in, like, the minority culture. Do you have, like, thoughts about that? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like, my my mom, not my parents. I should just say my mom. She's, like, pushing me to get it, like, right now. Like, I got a text today that was, like, uh, and yes, if you want to know if uh, local vaccinations are available, like, in your area, which, like, I get because usually we're the last one that has access to it. So, like, I understand, like, why people are, like, in the minority community, like, so fast to, like, go get it. Yeah. But, like, for me right now, like I'm looking to reevaluate come summertime and like think about that. Just like keep that in house. Like if I get it, I get it. 
If I don't, I don't. I'm not going to post on social media about it. Mm-hmm. I guess my time frame right now. But like, I think to so many people, you know, obviously I want, I want the world to go back to normal just like anybody else. But like, it almost seems like everything we do now that's like everybody should do is like for a trend. Yeah. It's very like trendy and like everybody's like posting their like, you know, their COVID like vaccination like stickers like, and I get it. Like you want to spread awareness. You want to like educate the people, but like I truly question people's intention when they post things on social media. I'm like, are you doing this to generally help somebody? You're just doing this to say like, you're cool and you got it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I hope that trend does kind of like slow down. Yeah. I don't know. Can't believe I'm. I can't believe we made vaccines trendy. <laughs> that's just that's crazy. Dang, that's that's interesting. But yeah, I don't really have any comments on it. But um, let's see. Uh, are you sad Jennifer Lopez and A Rod broke up? Didn't even know that's a business. <laughs> I'm sad with all these celebrities breaking up. Kim and Kanye. Um. Will and Jada, what, whatever they're doing. Um, <laughs> yeah, they can untangle. But uh, let's see. Um, I had this interesting topic. Um, or uh, let's see. How do I say this? I've always had a weird perspective on the... Have you ever heard this quote? It's always... It's run down to the ground at this point. Um, this quote of like, you're the average of your five friends. Or like, you're, if you're around four millionaires, you'd be the fifth millionaire. Have you seen those quotes? Like, you've never heard those quotes before? What? I don't I've know who you're talking about. I'm in your circle. You're talking about. <laughs> That's like, famous people say that too. Are you serious? Yeah, you never heard the quote of like you're the average of your five closest friends. I've heard okay, so like I've never heard that saying specifically. I would say like I've heard similar like meaning in the sense of you will your success will end up being around like who your five closest friends are. Like I've heard of that before. Oh. I've never heard of like average. Like are we going for like I guess when they say that and I hear that like you know basically like you know you you're supposed to surround yourself with like ambitious goal-minded people and like you're gonna end up being just like them because like who you are who you hang out with kind of thing but like i've never heard of you the average comment oh yeah (laughs) so like what's the meaning behind it i mean it's just like i i mean it's in that world that you're saying like oh if you hang out with these people you're gonna like become those people um but i've always kind of been like eh because i mean we all have different definitions of success and there's so many factors in that world. And I don't like, I don't know, personally, I just don't care about like success. And I don't know, that's just kind of like you'd be kind of miserable trying to like judge that from your friends. Like it's kind of, ugh. But, like, I agree with that because, like, number one, 
I don't like like measuring myself to somebody else like because obviously you've heard the quote before like comparison is the thief of joy especially like in terms of social media like I'd be like oh dang Shies in Cancun Cabo like yeah. also like I ain't doing nothing my life go like you get down on yourself about life and stuff like that of course but um I think for me I have my own pedestal of success and like what I'd want out of like this life like I hold myself to that standard and sometimes I catch myself saying like hey you're being too hard on yourself you're gonna have like bumps and bruises along the road like it's okay let those things like let it grow you but like I don't ever look at somebody else and be like I'm not on their level what's wrong with me like I don't look at my like like oh they're doing that oh they're driving this like why am I not doing this like am I not pushing myself hard enough because like I'm a firm believer that everybody blossoms at different times because some people have to learn other life lessons before other people. But at the same time, you'll never truly be happy. You'll never truly be successful. You keep comparing yourself to the next. Mm-hmm. That's bars. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Just, it's just an icky world. Um, but like, it's like everybody has like a different like life path. Like, so, like, I'm, like, you guys are so caught up in, like, comparing yourself to somebody else. But, like, how do you know, like, they were supposed to go through that to get to where you are? Like, how do you know yours isn't coming or, like, you've overlooked yours? Like, you missed yeah. that, like, moment. Like I said, like, one thing I think I told you before, like, the way I look at it myself, like, for success, I'm, like, I don't ever want to feel like I've missed my opportunity or window to be successful. Yeah. I'm an opportunity because like i know like i'm just a firm believer in i really feel like in life there are about 10 to 15 choices you will make that ultimately decides who you are and what you'll become mm-hmm. hmm. Dang. 10 to 15 10 to 15 choices that, in your life where did you get that number from huh that number from i just picked it up out of my head that's just a Josh Barnes line. Oh, okay. All right. Interesting. Hmm. Sure that. I feel like if you think about it, like we've made some of those choices now. We'll have to make okay. some of those choices within the next year, within the next five years. So like, I truly feel like there's 10 to 15 choices you'll make in your lifetime that ultimately decide your fate. Yeah. Yeah. I think. Yeah. This life is long ish. I mean, you always hear stories about people like kind of blossoming in their 50s or 60s or 40s. Yeah. Well, like, I think our generation has, you know, like the get rich quick scheme. We obviously, we have that. We're thirsty for that pyramid scheme. Yeah. But most of these people, like Mark Cuban, like all these guys, they didn't get wealthy into their, like, like you said, in their 40s or like their 50s. Like, it takes time to yeah. build. Yeah, that is true. Um, yeah, you just never know. I mean, I'll, personally, I always kind of like just say, um, allow space for you to, you know, blossom or whatever mm-hmm. in your life. Like, I never want to be long term just like going like if, if i'm employed somewhere just going there coming back home and then like watching tv and then going to sleep like i, I, I feel like 
because everybody's kind of like nine to five when like I don't want to do a nine to five. Okay, I mean most people are gonna do it anyway, but like you can do a nine to five, but still allow like your trying, yeah, like personal things to do or like one or two hours here and there, or so, take a Saturday to like actually go hard and yeah, I don't know, just um, I mean, look, go ahead. There's a good like rock quote, and like that's one thing like I push myself on, like you know, like. I'll watch like an NBA game. Cause like, it's good to like decompress for like an hour or two, you know, like I, I stopped watching TV um, directly after, honestly, I stopped watching. I'll give you credit for this. Like I stopped watching TV because I watched a lot of TV. Like when I came out in high school, like in college, cause I like, I see you did it. And like, I found other ways to like entertain myself besides like coming home, flipping on the TV. Of course it was easier when we lived with like six, seven guys, but Oh, you want to play Mario Kart? Like blah, blah, blah. Oh, like yeah. I, I don't, I don't like, I haven't turned on the TV in my room in months. Like, it's been nice. months. Okay. But like, like, like tonight, like I'll watch like the Lakers game in here in the room I'm in, but like my TV in there, like, I can't remember the last time I turned it on, Dang. but, nice. but like for me, like there's a rock quote that like I tell myself, it's like along the lines of like, you know, like you work down to five, you come home, you will watch TV. You just sit down you don't do anything. It's like, you're not tired. You're uninspired. And like, that's how like I live yeah um and you can really hack the system if your nine to five is like somewhere in the ballpark of your like personal things which like i'm kind of trying but um that could really help too but yeah just kind of just allowing yourself just to have the opportunity to to you know just develop somehow some way um I was going to say, but yeah, I don't know. Uh... Also, I think for me, like, it's, like, finding ways to, like, entertain, like, yourself just besides, like, technology. Like, this week, like, you know, I want to start going on walks because, like, I have early man shifts. Like, I had to be at work at 530. But, like, you know, like, it's, like, coming home, like, going on a walk, going on a run, going to play tennis. Like, there's, like, ways, like, you can entertain yourself without having, like, technology because, like, we're so surrounded by technology all the time. Like, we need to get away from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Um, the last thing I'll say, I think look at this chat quote too about um, I feel the same exact way. He's always like, he when he sees something cool and stuff like that, he's like, oh, I want to do that like myself. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh yeah, kind of like when I see something cool, I'm like, oh, I want to do that too. Like mm-hmm. try to imitate that um that's like that's how i felt with like tennis i did not know how to play tennis worth the dang before i took it like my the semester that we graduated but now i'm like oh this is kind of like lit like i actually want to like be better at this like be competitive like in it like yeah learn a new task like, i've never been good at building ever <laughs> like i am not bob the builder that is not me but like i had to do like some projects this week and we're like i actually like, sat there and like had the patience and like really like built some stuff like I built like a, a TV stand and like a nightstand like all that stuff I'm like you know like this is something that I want to get better at. yeah hmm. yeah for sure for sure um yeah it was about it for that um last topic we can get out of here Chris Paul or Steve Nash I feel like I asked you this question before uh, it was like kind of influenced from last just top point guards Chris Paul. Okay. Dang. Chris Paul. 
over Steve Nash? Yes. Look, I get it. He won his two MVPs. <laughs> he, he was amazing. He made the conference final, I think, three times in his career. All that stuff. But, like, if I want somebody to get me a bucket and be a floor general that is dynamic and changes the game drastically, I think Chris Paul does it at a higher level than Steve Nash. Yeah. Look at every look at every team that Chris Paul has left. They've had the LeBron effect. They've been terrible. Mm. And every team that he goes to, he elevates the Hornets. He made the Clippers a relevant franchise. I know. He, he made the he conference took, finals once. Okay, that's not okay. That's not he has not been surrounded by the players that Steve Nash has had. And that's correct. Besides James Harden. Give me another superior teammate that's on the same level as Amari Stoudemire and uh, like Grant Hill. And Grant Hill, stop. Like, Grant was kind of nice. That's 2011, 2012. Stop. I, mean, okay, I, I, I see the point. I see the no, point. No, no, no. Okay, I can understand if you were, like, talking about, like, this past couple of years, Blake Griffin, where he could shoot the three ball and he actually had a mid-range jump shot. Yeah. He didn't have that when Chris Paul first got to L.A. for the Clippers. Yeah. He was just a pick and roll guy that just dunked and was super athletic. I feel that. Um, the point guard position is always like the the hardest to like, you know, when somebody's like, oh, what's the top five point guards? There's so many point guards that is so tough. Like, it's not like, I don't think like shooting guards, small forwards, like, you know, you know what I kind of mean? Like point guards, there's so many to count. So I don't know. Uh Let's see. I feel like Steve Nash also had like a very short prime. Like, okay. Well, he, he was blossomed. really elite. He blossomed in his thirties. Yeah. Like he was really elite for like five years. Like great, great. Yeah, I do think the Mavericks messed up that whole Steve Nash dirt deal. Yeah. They really did. But. Uh, <laughs> Man, just imagine. That would have been some crazy teams. Um, yeah. Uh, well, that's about it. If you, if you have any other last-second topics. You really think Steve Nash is better than Chris Paul? I mean, I don't know. I have to look at it a little bit more. I'm a stats guy. That, like, those, those four, five years where he had, like, 12 assists a game, was crazy. Um, I think the most underrated part about Chris Paul's game in this whole aspect of being compared to Steve Nash is defense. Chris Paul is superior on the defensive end. Yeah, that's true. Um, okay, for look, 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 look at how many all defensive teams Chris Paul has made on defense. Um, let's see. Compared to like. I bet it's like uh, five. Uh, Compared to Steve, that's a lot. Yeah, uh, he's been on uh, the defensive 